0: So, first of all, how's everything in the land down under right now?
1: Things are good out here, apart from um, being stuck in this, this room. It's an awesome room, don't get me wrong, but it's uh, definitely a challenge to sit still and um, be stuck in uh, mandatory quarantine for the next, um, well, it's 14 days, so I've got nine days left and I'm out of here.
0: So you just got to chill in there. That That's the protocol? That's the rules over there?
1: pretty much so they take you straight from the plane um the australian defense force and they uh lock you in a room for 14 days and um anyone that flies in from international has no option you've got to got to do the time and um they test you every three days for covid and once you're all clear they release you release you outside so i'll be able to fly home to my family in uh queensland and and go and see them but unfortunately for all of them and And most of Australia right now, they're all in lockdown right now. COVID's gone, uh, had a bit of a breakout down here. So um, all of my family back home on the Gold Coast um, have just been told today. Well, it was three days, but now uh, I think it's going to be 14 as well. So they're all stuck too.
0: Yeah, we have it out here in Vegas. You know about it. You know. Mm. Uh, Yeah, it's everything spiked up pretty much everywhere. And we hope everyone's safe and uh, using the proper protocol. And, you know, it, it does get a little dicey sitting around the house and not being able to like really do much, you know. Like you, you get like all like just you want to go do something, man, you know, mm-hmm. but you, but you know, it's not the right thing to do. It's like, you know, because it, it, everything's spiking up and then you could get yourself sick or maybe you're sick and you can get someone else sick. But, but um, yeah. the bottom line is we're, we're fighters, mm-hmm. we, we, we go through adversity. I would love to talk to you about your start in boxing and what got you intrigued like you have a very impressive resume you have um a high knockout percentage Mm -hmm. and 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 only just a few fights um okay what got you started well
1: i've always had a always been an athlete as a kid i started swimming and went through the triathlons and i guess being an athlete is not not a not a sport or an art form that you choose it becomes a lifestyle and um, my dad got us into it as kids for my asthma I'm a very bad asthmatic and um, I think when I hit um, about 18 I went from swimming to triathlons and uh, surf life saving and I accidentally took up boxing I just went to a gym to do some fitness for some extra cardio and pulled the gloves on and and uh, got that over, overwhelming feeling of holy shit I love this and it just took over my whole life and and uh, here we are so I think I was 27 when I started in, um, in a little gym in in Perth I was traveling on a big super yacht around the world and um, and then I had to pick between the dream job on a super yacht travel in the world for four years um, or jump off with a backpack and a big heart and and uh, go with the gut feeling I had and, and uh, you know, just walk the path of a fighter. And, and that's what I did.
0: When I first met you and I saw you on the set of Arena Wars, and we're going to talk about your acting career in a moment, uh, I saw immediately that you knew how to fight. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I've been around boxing my whole life. I'm a huge fan, obviously. And I saw you doing your scenes and I can't reveal, you know, much because obviously the the film has to come out and uh, what a great film it's going to be. We'll talk all about it in a moment. But I knew right away, I'm like, there was something about you, like that. You just kind of you captivated me. And Mm -hmm. so therefore, I approached you and wanted to compliment you. And then your personality is excellent. And that, that's a real true discipline of a really good fighter. Um, do you have a specific fighter that you were influenced by?
1: You know what? No. I've never really been a, a person to sit and watch fights. And, um, you know, obviously now I've got I've met so many different fighters and amazing teams and different coaches around the world that I've had the opportunity to work with. But I love any fighter. It doesn't matter what level they're at whether they're a complete novice or you know they're a world-class fighter in any art form of, of combat sport because anyone that has the guts to pull on the gloves and get between those ropes or get in the cage is a champion and you know I don't I don't compare myself or want to be somebody or admire other fighters I I, I admire the ones that are most humble and I really love the underdogs I love the ones that get in there and they might not have a huge amount of natural talent, but they've got hard work, dedication, respect, and they get in and get the job done every day. They're the ones I admire the most.
0: You know, I I, I love that because I I'm the same way. Um I respect even with music, you know, mm-hmm. my involvement in the music business and stuff like that. Like even if I don't particularly like what you, you play. If you get on stage and you actually are doing it and you're making a living, hey, you know, hats off to you, man. Like, yeah. you know, um, you know, hats off to men and ladies, like whoever's out there earning and doing it, and especially in boxing and and like you mentioned before, any form of combat sports. I mean, mixed martial arts is tough. We have a lot of great ladies out there doing mm-hmm. their thing, and they they are just wonderful and amazing i mean i in a million years i wouldn't mess with you know some of these ladies and we have a lot of yes, female yeah. boxers you know trans you know going over to ufc like amanda yeah. serrano you know mm-hmm. have you ever thought about doing mixed martial arts
1: you know what i have like i, I come from um a great a go- coach and a team out in las vegas um dewey cooper team bkss um He's got USC. We've got the likes of uh, big, big Francis Ngannou. We've got um, Kevin Lee. We've got Bellator champions. Um, I'm surrounded by these guys, and I, I, uh, I get in the ring, and we we run the mountains. We train. We all do the same stuff. And um, a couple of times I've thought about swapping over, but I guess you've got to look at things in perspective and in reality, and think that you know, at my age now, that. realistically it takes two or three years to at least learn that groundwork and the art form of a complete different um you know sport like USC MMA um my loves for boxing I love the work rate I love the I love the art form of it and I want to finish my career on a high um and just be the best I can it's not about what level I get or you know, it's me versus me. I don't give a shit about what anyone else thinks. Like, yeah, we yes. have ups and downs. But um, I, I love boxing, and, and that's my art form. And I have so much respect for anyone that, that um gets in and does UFC. It's a whole new level, you know. Like, it's hard enough punching, let alone kicking and doing all that groundwork too. So um, respect to any combat athlete.
0: I've done, and that's so well said, uh, boxing is my number one. It's mm-hmm. always been my passion as far as any kind of sport. You know, I've played baseball. I've wrestled. I've done mixed martial arts. I've done taekwondo, jujitsu, awishinru, all this type of stuff. And I and I love all of it. But there's something just that's so pure about boxing that makes yeah. it such a beautiful sport. Like, if, if you watch, like, a, a fight like Gotti Ward, it's like the mm-hmm. – it's hell on earth. But for some reason, it's just like it's beautiful somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like a beautiful yeah. disaster,
1: if it you is. will. That's
0: right. Yeah, that—that's that, really the way to look at it. Um, I I noticed your talent and passion for it right away mm-hmm. because you know, I, I we we could sniff each other out. Let's face facts. Yeah. You know, we 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 know it's like when I saw you throwing some hands. Um, on Arena Wars, which we'll talk about in a moment, we'll, get, yeah. we'll, we'll transition into that. But uh, you mentioned about finishing your boxing career. Now, mm-hmm. I know that you've had the WBF strap, mm-hmm. but you want the WBC. Yeah. Okay. Any, about, you know, any of Do, them. Like, any of them. Do you have an, a, a desired opponent? Like, I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I will
1: you know what, you got to be a realist. Like, the way things are right now, my goal is just to get active again. Um, you know, like, it's been so many highs and lows, and the hardest thing that I've found in my career is to find stability. Um, walking the path of going over to USA was probably one of the toughest paths I could walk, and if anything, sabotaged my career slightly because of the instability of facing not only – training every day and the consistency of being a fighter but trying to stay in the USA having to leave every three months um people you know think that you're a gym hopper because you go to and from different coaches not understanding that you have no option you know like you've got to go and train with all different coaches around the world just to get back to my coach Dewey in in Vegas and I faced that for six years out there um finally getting my visa and and then two months later, COVID hit, and I got you know faced to go home to Australia for nine yeah. months. So it's definitely a roller coaster ride, and and um, if anything, I think that's held my career up a lot because of the instability of not having a consistent coach. Um, right, it's not about belts for me. It's not about being a, a champion or whatever comes up. It's about being the best I can be, and. Um, If those belts come along, well, that's a win. But right now, my biggest focus is getting back to basics, um, getting those fundamentals back and just getting back into the ring without pressure or expectation and um, just having a fight that I can be proud of and know that I didn't just use the warrior heart but you boxed, you know, you showed your skill set and you stay present in the ring. That's a world title to me.
0: You're, you're passionate about boxing. I could uh, d- just everything mm-hmm. you're saying right there is everything I feel about the sport. It's not about mm-hmm. belts, you know, it's about going out there and giving everything you have and, yeah. you know, training and working and discipline and respect. And of course, we don't want to see anyone get hurt, but you mm-hmm. want to go out there and you want to win. And it's competitiveness. Uh, mm-hmm. In the most you know, purest form, to be honest with you, because the difference, in my opinion, between mixed martial arts and boxing, I love MMA, but Mm -hmm. there's more things to do, all right? So in in boxing, like, there's a lot of shots you could throw, guys. Like, there's jabs, straights, crosses, hooks, body shots, uppercuts. I mean, it's not like there's not enough to do. There's a lot of stuff you could do, Mm -hmm. but it's very, like... It, it's like a, a, a you know a glorified chess match of, yeah. of of exactly like of of you know aggression and trying to get like everything under control the un, uh, under you know everything you know the underneath the umbrella of control and that that's what i love about boxing is that the, it's a sweet science yeah. you know like sometimes less is more like there's only so much you could do and you have to keep everything controlled um i i think it's amazing that you're a fighter and an mm-hmm. actor and i promise we're going to go to the acting in a moment but i have to bring <laughs> up australia i've yeah. seen you've been training like mm-hmm. I, I know that we, you mentioned earlier that you've been like you know just trying to do things to keep you busy but mm-hmm. wh- what's it like over there right now
1: you know what i've come straight from the plane into this motel room i I don't think i've i've seen the guy next to me i think there's like five or six people in this motel room um you know we stick our head out and say hi but there's nobody around it's like a ghost town out there right now Um, it's good to see everyone sticking to the rules and trying to clear things up quick but my life is a quarantine and the way i look at things when you're out there in vegas in a camp i live in my own bubble you know so I come out here and be solo and, and stuck in this room, couldn't care less. It's no different for me. I train every day. Boxing is not a sport. It's a lifestyle. So wow. for me to get up and I don't care, couldn't care less if I was at a gym, up in the mountains running or whatever. Like It's just an excuse to say that you're stuck inside. Move the shit around, make some space, and you've got time. Like this morning I was cracking up laughing because I was watching the Australians doing the 1500. At the Olympics and I was I'm thinking I don't need no Wii, Wii Nintendo or PlayStation you know I've got the live Olympics here and I don't have a treadmill there's carpet on the floor I can't even skip because it's too soft and the rope won't turn you know but the hell with the rope I stood there and you're just jogging on the spot watching the sprints and I'm like it's me versus me you know it doesn't matter put your sweat gear on and just keep moving for a few hours and and, and just get that workout in. So uh, no excuses. It doesn't matter. Like if it's your lifestyle, you find a way. Um, you know, Floyd Mayweather says and he's got it in his gym where I trained for three or four years out in Vegas. A true champion will adapt to any situation. And it's true, you know, because if you get up and if you find your passion and you live your purpose, it makes you get up and be better than yesterday. That's what I love about boxing. It's just my art form to make me get up and make today great. Um, so whether it's whatever you do, I just want to have a sweat and and I'll be ready to get out of here and and uh, reassess and, and find a gym and and keep moving forward with with my goals I've got set.
0: You gave me goosebumps right now. Uh, boxing for me is a metaphor for life. I'm going to tell you my love mm-hmm. affair. Uh, yeah. How it started. Evander Holyfield versus Riddick Bow, first yeah. fight. Mm-hmm. And um, I was a young kid. I grew up watching Mike Tyson. My father was a huge boxing fan. And I watched Holyfield Bow one. And then round 10 happens. Mm-hmm. And Evander Holyfield goes through absolute hell. But he still stands. Yeah. He still gets through it. And he turns the round around now he loses this fight but i said that something told me in my young mind when i was watching this this goes back to like i think it was 1991 Mm -hmm. um so i was very young at that point and something told me in my mind this is a metaphor for life Mm -hmm. this is what you need to do to survive you know like this guy didn't quit even though he lost it didn't matter it, it, and he became my favorite fighter i got the opportunity to meet him interview him a couple times what a oh man what a great great dude like i mean you could talk to evander holyfield about anything like you, he's got everything down like he knows his stuff whether it's music left hooks like, you know, like dating ladies, like they'll <laughs> talk to you about everything.
1: He's and he's so,
0: cool. yeah. he's just so down to earth and, and just yeah. so amazing. And, and that's what I love about when people do the discipline of martial arts, like we do in a proper way. Like you mentioned, you know, Francis Ngannou, like he, mm-hmm. what a, what a great guy. He's like a teddy bear. But you yeah, get him in that something. octagon, he'll destroy you.
1: <laughs> Kindest dude, he'll walk around the gym. He's so humble, so down to earth, softest guy. But he gets in, and he's just the one of the most dangerous men in the world, you know. Like in huge, like that uppercut back, and you go flying. Like you say, "Good morning," and he's just—he's so powerful. He's just such a great guy.
0: So powerful that th- those uppercuts. Mm -hmm. when he throws them i mean i you you're like you could see it coming you're like oh no here it is Uh, no
1: joke i i watch him and dewey my coach dewey cooper hold the kick pad for francis dewey's a big guy like i think dewey's six six foot six two six six two i'm not too sure exactly but man francis will kick him and he lifts dewey off the ground like this guy's incredible. He's just got so much strength. Do he just goes flying like he's, you know, it's it's so cool to be around that and just see the way they they train and and the dedication and the commitment they put into it, you know. And
0: Francis like, is very agile too. Like he's he's, he's limber yeah. for a big guy. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Because so, yeah. usually
0: muscles will hinder, you know, like the uh, flexibility and and things of that nature, but. Mm-hmm. With him, he, he's very, he's a very fluid fighter. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and uh, so not, not to give away your, your tricks and your technique, uh, mm-hmm. but you say you train a lot mm-hmm. um, a, as a fighter. H- how do you uh, keep everything together? Like you mentioned yeah. that you're getting a little bit older. Mm -hmm. stuff of that nature how do you keep because you're in great shape so i don't even care about let's not even talk about age look what do you do like as far as you know conditioning uh preparations
1: you know what i've i've always been an endurance athlete i come from um before when i said swimming triathlons every sport possible i was into as a kid so uh marathons um, the endurance side has never been a difficult thing for me I think coming from an endurance background to an explosive sport like boxing was such a challenge for me because anyone that does endurance sport knows that you turn off your mind and your your body takes over and that's the biggest struggle I've had coming from a sport like in you know endurance running and in, and in, into boxing is because you have to stay present, you know, and my hardest fight, um, that I've, I I had noticing this and realizing it and learning from it was my last fight in Australia. It's my first loss as a pro eight and one. I went up against a girl called Shannon O'Connell. She's an absolute champion. I've followed her my whole career and I got my first loss, um, took the fight on two, three weeks notice. And, my coach Dewey was over in Vegas, um, and uh, it's good to bring this up because I haven't really spoken about it publicly. Um, after the loss, I, I had a hard time mentally with it, not because of the loss, but because of the mentality that I went through and faced with the, you know, dealing with my own thoughts about it. Um, I I got a, a coach, that, um, coach Tony from Bondi Boxing, that stood in and, and did a great job with that small time frame. Um but basically uh I got into the ring and completely detached and it was like um I was sitting outside watching myself in the ring, you know, like mentality is everything with combat sport. If you're not mentally ready and you're not present in the ring, you're gonna detach. And the prime example of what I was just saying with an endurance athlete is your body takes over and you're mentally not there. So the last six to eight months, I've really worked hard on myself to try and stay engaged and learn to teach myself how not to detach and get back to basics and fundamentals and learning to stay present in the ring. Um, I always thought if you work harder, more, 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 that was the way you're going to be a champion and be better. But it's not, because when you face people like shannon and world-class opponents it doesn't matter how strong you are or how tough you are or what work you've done if you don't have the preparation and you're not mentally there you're not going to show up you know so unfortunately on that night i didn't show up i didn't turn up and i beat myself up for months about it you know because i knew i wasn't mentally prepared or didn't have that background behind me to get in but any real fighter will never knock back a fight you get in there and give it all your heart and exactly like you just said with your favorite fight that you watched, there's no way in hell I was going to go down. I took so many punches that night, but I did, she could not hurt me. I was not going to go down because of the mentality that's embedded in you to never give up, you know? So for me now, back to the main question was um, working smarter, not harder. I, I do one run a day, one conditioning a day, and one boxing and technique a day. And there's no days off. Even if you do have a day off physically, you're working on the mentality side of it to make sure that you can put things all together.
0: Wow! I mean, I'm so choked up listening to that again. I mean, you're giving me goosebumps and feels here like crazy. And you're you know what you just shared there is. Uh, a very emotional thing. And a lot of fighters after losses, Mm -hmm. they do get very depressed. Yeah. But the thing is, I I think that a loss isn't the worst thing for a fighter.
1: Never. As long as you learn.
0: Exactly.
1: You know, but it is hard. The demons that you face with mental health and thinking that not only you've let yourself down and, and, uh, they're all there when you win, when you lose, they don't give a shit, you know, they don't understand what it's I like. I was to... just
0: going to say the same thing. <clears throat> I have friends that are professional fighters, okay,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that I love to death. And we hang out, we talk, we bullshit on the phone, we, we text, mm-hmm. and they come on my show and we interview and whatever. But whenever they have a setback, yeah. right away I get to them, I text them, I say, listen, I love you, you did a great job. Keep your head up. I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm riding and dying with you. I'm not just I'm not just here for the undefeated, unbeaten ride. You mm-hmm. know, I'm here because I love you. I think you're a great person. You know, mm-hmm. I, th- there's things that, of course, you need to work on if you got a setback. But yeah. you know, I'm here, and mm-hmm. and th- a lot of people don't do that. Like uh, so many fighters told told me exactly what you said right there. Mm -hmm. with a loss everyone just goes away
1: yeah they do
0: it's just it's it's you know like people just like abandon you like why
1: and the shit on social media you know like that's something i've got to express because unfortunately you get people like even opponents and i'm not going to say names but when you're going through a hard time like that people are very cruel and they don't understand how much terrible side like to get in and i know after that fight of shannon i went through social media and you read so many things and i i you know you just think holy shit like people are just assholes um but uh, you know like i look at these olympians now and some of the stuff they're going through and a couple of the boxes and stuff and you know you just sort of think about it and you think yeah you know those remarks that come up on after my fight like that and people don't put themselves in your shoes and understand that it's not about them it's about the journey you're on like i never expected to be a boxer and i don't look at myself as a world class level regardless of the belts or whatever the hell you got going on you know you're on your journey but people are quick to judge and quick to criticize understanding that um you're on your own path and you're facing your own demons so um that's something I really want to. I, w- I really want to work hard on and, and help the youth with in the future, and other people understand that if you have got nothing nice to say, don't fucking say it because you don't know what they're <laughs> walking or what they're facing. You know, like I've been through hell the last twelve months after that fight, but there's no way in hell I was going to give up and, and finish my career on a low because I know what I'm capable of, and I know that. I haven't even showed the world what I'm, what I've got, you know, like, yeah, I showed, I showed heart and tenacity and showed people that relentless, I give a shit what you throw, you can't hurt me. And I'm not going to go down unless the ref stops it. Like it did. Um, It's not about Shannon or any goddamn opponent that's in front of you. They're just an object in your way, you know? So um, for me to get back on the plane and go, the hell with everyone. I don't give a shit about COVID. I don't care about government rules. People say that you walk into a pandemic and a a world crisis. I I don't give a shit. I've got unfinished business. I I got on the plane and I found a way back to America and it's not about anything else about being a fighter or what ranking. I don't give a shit. It was about me facing myself and proving to myself that I need to get my confidence back and go out there and show myself that yes, I've worked my ass off for the last 10 years and I want to get a fight where I look at after the fight and go, I'm proud of that. Because to today I still don't have a fight on the internet where I'm go, I'm proud of that fight. I, I showcase my skills, you know, I show hard, but, set to date yet I haven't had that fight and I'm not going to give up until I get it because yeah. people are quick to laugh and judge and all the remarks of different things they put on social media like that that, that shit fuels me so keep writing it and enjoy it because half of them would never have even put a glove on in their life they wouldn't even know what it was fucking like to get through the ropes and fight somebody that's trying to kill you and take your goddamn head off so um here we are today, and regardless of what you're facing in life, whether you're a fighter or a ballet de- ballet, do ballet or whatever the hell you do, I don't care, but never give up and and as long as you believe in yourself and you've got your own your own goals, keep pushing towards it and do not give up, you know, because y- you know you'll know when the time's right to walk away, and I haven't got my time yet, and i'm I'm working towards it. And uh, it's going to happen.
0: This is absolutely excellent. And I could not agree with you more. I got a couple of things I'm going to throw out there. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, with boxing, people are watching on the couch. Oh, they should be doing this more. Or they should be doing that. And this person sucks. Mm
1: -hmm. Well,
0: let me see you lace up the gloves. Let me see you go out there and try to do this thing. It's the hardest Mm -hmm. sport on the planet. I've played them all. And I'm going to say boxing is the hardest sport on the planet. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Muay Thai is up there. I've done Muay Thai as well. Muay Thai is terrible when someone knees you and you get elbowed. Like It's it's horrible. But outside of that, um, and then like, so I'll I'll post like a music video where I'm Mm -hmm. playing like a drum cover or something. And someone's like, oh, my God at the one minute and 15 second mark, you missed the drum beat. I'm like, let me see your video. Then I'm (laughs) playing dream theater. I'm playing Metallica. I'm playing rush. I'm Mm. playing. Maybe I was off, but I wasn't like, and I look at it and I'm like, "Eh, I I think I was pretty much in the pocket. I think you're just hating the hate. Like you Mm. want your hater tots and your hater aid. Like, I mean, what the hell, man? Like, Yeah, back off. So I mean,
1: not in the office, regardless of whatever you know. We all have them.
0: I dismiss it. I just I throw it out. Like my podcast. Luckily, I don't get many haters, and Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for those that listen and that are listening Mm -hmm. right now, and those Mm -hmm. that will listen in the future. But it's like I'm thankful that I don't get much hate, but every once Mm -hmm. in a while, you get like something. There's always where, one, man. Always. <laughs> oh, man. And you look at it, and I don't respond. I don't give them the time of day. But you look at it, and you're like, how ridiculous is this? I've actually been accused, okay? Someone accused me of having a fake interview with someone I had on that was a celebrity it, when it, we it, throw ourselves out there into the entertainment universe, like, uh, people, there's gonna be haters, you yeah. know, but um, there ain't no reason to hate you. And all right, speaking of entertainment, we're gonna segue mm-hmm. into acting, okay? Yes, Arena Wars. Mm-hmm. All right, I was on set, I, I watched uh, you guys film for multiple days, you guys worked so hard Mm -hmm. and put in so much passion. Uh, So what is, I'm going to bring up passion again. What was your passion to get into acting? What what started that?
1: Well, this is really cool because um, when COVID hit, I was back in Australia, I was training people boxing on the beach. I had a really cool spot and uh, I had a really good client that had a friend that was a, a stuntman and, uh, one day I had a coffee with him and he said to me, I want you to do my stunt pro stunt course. And um, I was trying to save up money to get back to America at that time. And I just said, Oh yeah, it sounds awesome. But you know, I'm, I'm using the money to go back to America, back to my coach, you know, back to my team. And he, uh, gratefully helped me do the course. He says, I want you to do the course. You know? So I, I went and did the course and I had the best two weeks of my life. Like we did, fire burns we did uh drift cars we did uh high falls um combat fighting obviously my art form you know um you name it we did it this course was action-packed so high of adrenaline normally I've got a sore jaw from being punched in the face I had a sore jaw from smiling and laughing so hard for that two weeks you know it lit my heart up and It was actually a blessing because i was not in a good headspace after um walking away from my first loss and the things that i was facing in my mind with you know failing and and uh different stuff and colin turned my life around and uh, colin hadley from um from um the stunt park in uh southport on the gold coast he seriously gave me a a new light in my heart and um I fell in love with it. I got the bug. I just love this this stunt stuff. And when I come back to America, um, it's so funny how things just pop up when you least expect them because I had four fights that were cancelled this year between January. It's actually six now, you know, it's number six. And um, I was just getting to the point where I'm like, man, what's the point? You know, like, what am I doing over here? And um, a week, that Sunday the phone rang and it happened to be Michael Mahal from um, Mahal Empire and he said to me oh look we've got this movie coming up called Arena Wars and we're looking for a um, an actor you know for someone to do this role Um, they told me what they wanted and he goes yeah we want you to do some acting in it and um, and be a part of our, our film so I was about to jump on the plane and come home, you know, and and this opportunity popped up, a life-changing opportunity, and I, I'm so grateful to all of the team and the Mahal brothers, Sonny and Michael, that, that give me the opportunity because I can honestly say today that I've found a new art form, a new passion in life, that I can transition my love for combat sport and fighting and finally put it into something else that I could see a long term career with because like you said, we've all got a number on being a fighter, right? But if you can have both and, and find that transition over to making some money out of my love for combat and applying it to the movie world, well it's a win. And I believe in karma, I believe in hard work, pays off and and I finally see a finish line and it's given me a new direction to take now for future to apply my hard work and dedication to something like this, where I can get to a world-class level and, and keep pushing forward with it. So it's exciting and I'm so happy and proud to be a part of Arena Wars. I can't wait for it to, uh, you know, hit the big screen and, and and see what doors open out of it.
0: The production is excellent Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't want to give too much away. I went there as uh, a guest for my buddy, Eric Roberts, which he, Mm -hmm. you know, is incredible to like be a friend of, and, uh, you know, him and his wife, Eliza, and, you know, his stepson, Keaton, like they're, they're, they're amazing people. So I go to the set and I met the Mahal brothers Mm -hmm. and they were just so nice And and inviting. And I I went there to hang out with Eric and chill and get some lunch or whatever. And then next thing I know, the Mahals are hitting me up. They're like, hey, you want to come back tomorrow and hang out? And then the next day, you want to come back tomorrow and hang out? And I saw you guys film. And Mm -hmm. again, I'm not going to reveal anything, but I saw how hard you all worked. John Wells, amazing talent.
1: Coolest dude. He's Such a... a I
0: had him on Oh, my God. What a great guy.
1: hmm Like, yep. st-
0: straight up. Just, like, so, so cool. So talented. Yeah. So... Very smart, too.
1: Dude, he's an all-rounder, that guy. Like, I honestly believe in you become what you surround yourself around. When I went to Las Vegas with a backpack and a big heart to try and succeed with boxing, I walked in to you know, the Mayweather gym for all gyms. I never expected to go there, but I looked around and I thought, you know what, man, I'd rather be the worst boxer in the best gym because I can only become better. You only get (laughs) lifted up. And I own that shit. I was, you know, you just think, well, like, you know, just at a novice level, but you're around these people, like same thing on arena wars, you know, like we've got so much talent and so many amazing crew that when i I think the first two days I got there, Michael was like, Oh, you're not on set till like Thursday, but I was there every day because it's like boxing. If I'm not, I haven't got the gloves on. I'm in there. I want to see, Oh, I'm a visual learner. So I want to look at your face expressions. I want to stand behind the camera and look at the lighting and the different angles. I want to listen. I want to feel, I want to hear everything because it's the best way you're going to learn. And, you have to fast track these things. Like you look at John, like that guy's so busy right now. I think he said the other day, he's got like 13 films or something. Oh, he's 13. going,
0: yeah, he's, he's going all in. He, he, he's booked up yeah. and well-deserved. Well-deserved. Yeah. yeah.
1: But, you know, you're out of your comfort zone. I found I was so out of my comfort zone and I was, I was like, holy shit, I've got no idea what I'm doing. I don't know how to act like boxing. You show no emotion. You could punch me in the face and I wouldn't blink, you know, because I'm like, I'm not gonna show you my game, you know. But these guys, they lift you up and they bring you to their level energetically and make you show up. They make your they make your character show up and make your job easy because it affects them too. Like if I don't show up and perform on set and in that scene, well, it's I've gotta rise up. You got no option
0: you know I have a and I love what you're saying uh I could talk to you forever so mm-hmm. hopefully you're you're good for a little while here
1: thanks for filling in my time <laughs>
0: you no know, thank you thank you for coming on uh here here's what's up um getting punched in the face mm-hmm. is not the easiest thing in the world no. so you have to have like a certain tolerance and a certain intestinal fortitude a certain amount of like you know you got to be tough let's Mm -hmm. face facts you got to be tough Mm -hmm. yeah so what was that like to first get involved in boxing yeah and sometimes like we have friendly fire and stunts and i want to talk about stunts in a moment too Mm -hmm. like where i i i felt so bad i caught someone and and i could hit like i i You know, and I I nailed them, and I was like, "Oh man!" But it's like, how how do you handle that? The the mental process—it's not an easy thing to do.
1: You know what? You never get used to being punched in the face. Like, it's something that you—you never get used to it. But you have to train your body to adapt, and I guess it gets to the point where you don't really feel the pain because of the adrenaline but you need to learn to react from it like if you throw one fuck you I'm going to throw three if you throw three I'm going to throw six and my style of fighting I guess because I've always been an endurance athlete and I have problems with keeping my mind attached um my my mindset of going into the ring is my turn my turn my turn no turn for you Because if I stop, I'm going to get hit, and that's something that's not good for a fighter, you know. And that's why I had to go and you learn off the greats because you have to learn to change your mindset and your mentality of not just being tough and just a fit, strong boxer. You have to learn the IQ and you have to learn the art form of boxing to learn to hit but not be hit and to counter punch and fire back and right now the transition after that first loss, like I'm just going back to now is working smarter and not harder. uh, um, And learning to apply that and join the dots of keeping this working and not so much this. Um, You never get used to being hit, but obviously you don't want to be hit and you reach a point in your career where you have to acknowledge that and understand that that's the game. Like, it's the same with acting as well. There's always there's always a, a reason why you're doing it, I guess. So,
0: Yeah, you got to know what you're getting into. Like, I tell everyone mm-hmm. that all the time. And mm-hmm. when I trained fighters in the past and also got in the ring myself, mm-hmm. it's like, you got to know what you're getting into. Uh, my whole thing as a boxer, what I liked is when I learned the power of a body shot. Yep. You love know, like sharks. like it could really sharks. mess someone up mm. very quick. Left hook to the liver. I I you know when when I fought, I got stopped only one time. Yeah, and I got nailed with one of those. Mm. But guess what I learned? What I was like, I want to learn how to do that. I want to yes. learn how to do that to someone. You mm. know, because like it was so bad. Like honestly, I was paralyzed.
1: It I I does. could. Uh,
0: Oh, mm. I was so debilitated. It was so bad. And, uh, you know, I learned from it, and I, I came back. And, and that's what fighters do, man. Like, mm. And that that's what they always say, too. Like, a testament to any fighter that comes to the gym for the first time and then eventually has their first spar. Mm. Uh, your first spar, you're going to get beat up. Someone's going to kick your ass. Like, let's face facts. Yeah. And, you know, we'll like, fight. once you... Exactly. Yeah, like, I, but,
1: I think you always say. People always say, "How hey, would your first fight feel like?" And I'm like, "Man, that thing felt like a car crash. I didn't even know. I just, yeah, the we know you horrible."
0: And but <laughs> <laughs> if you come back, that that's what makes it good, you know. Like, is yeah. that that shows your courage? Yeah, it shows definitely. your cojones. But uh I, I love your passion for boxing. I, I it's it's absolutely so amazing to hear that you still want to fight and you're acting Mm -hmm. and you have all this other stuff going on, Mm -hmm. but you still want to throw hands.
1: I do. I think I'll always want to throw hands. Even when I'm 90 at the bowls club, I still want to throw hands, you know, but I wouldn't, but I just think it becomes a lifestyle, you know, like, like I said before, boxing is not my sport. It's my life. And, any fighter that's had fights, I think they struggle to let go of the, the you know, not fighting anymore. But I just, um, for me, it's, it's me versus me. And I think the more you do it, like I've had, what, 67 fights in 10 years. You know, a lot of fights have traveled the whole world. And I've used boxing as a tool to travel the world and try and create a path and a life for myself. It's just a reason to get up and be better than yesterday. And that's all boxing is to me. I I don't have natural talent. I had two left feet when I started and you're only as good as your last fight. My last fight was terrible and I'm not happy with it. So yes, I self-criticize and people go, it's a great fight. But at the end of the day, it burns my heart because I didn't show my capabilities of what I have and what I can do. And I will not give up until I am satisfied. It's not about anyone else. Um, so, you you know, I'll get that, and I know when it's I know when the time's right to walk away and hang up the gloves, and I'll be content with the decision I've made, and I can move forward with with the acting and and the stunts.
0: I told my wife almost virtually the same thing about what happened to me in my last fight as an amateur. I never fought yeah. professionally, but I fought as an amateur. I lost my last fight. Mm-hmm. And I told her, and I'm 42 now, I, I said to her, to my wife, that I'm going to do one more amateur fight, mm-hmm. and I'm going to win. You know, I, I see Roy Jones, Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson, yeah, Oscar yeah. De La Hoya, all these guys like, you know, whether they're fighting YouTubers or whoever they're fighting, who gives mm. a flying fuck? Like mm. at least they're, they're doing it. And it, it's yeah. when you're bitten by that bug, you said bitten by the bug before.
1: Yeah.
0: It, it's impossible to let it go. Like Jeez. they don't understand. No. Like normal people that have never been involved in like martial arts or combat sports or boxing. Mm -hmm. Boxing in particular, it's like the hardest thing. It's the craziest sport in the world because you have shit judges, Mm -hmm. you have terrible referees, Mm -hmm. and you know, there's so much politics and network divides and bullshit. Yeah, but we still love it.
1: Exactly. a (laughs) A coach once said to me, After I lost, I again, a great fight. My opponent, much respect to her. She's an absolute beast. Pro now, very successful pro. I lost in the final and missed the Commonwealth Games team to get through to the finals. And I took off with backpack and went over to the Philippines. Heartbroken. I was a mess. I went over there and I spent two, three months with the national boxing team over there. And the coach said to me, he goes, listen, boxing and fighting you don't you don't choose boxing fighting chooses the people that need it and that's the situation for anyone in life it doesn't matter what your art form is you know like you find these scenes to help you overcome things and and different adversity like you said before you face so many different things and I've done the same with with fighting you know and sometimes you wonder and you're like, what the hell am I doing? Like this sport is, they say it's the loneliest sport in the world. The cruelest sport in the world. You have the highs and the lows. Like I've got a tattoo on my arm that says fall down seven times, stand up eight. And it's wow. so fucking true because you've had highs and lows. I've had robberies. You've had fights, you know, you've lost different roundabouts and dead ends. But at the end of the day, I think everything happens for the right time at the right reason. It's all a lesson in life, so for me to travel the world with that back and to end up out in Vegas and go through the things I did, and then all of a sudden, you're making movies and a fight movie like it's it's just it's just meant to be it's the right time, so it's not about the destination it's about the journey it takes to get there in life and and that's what we've all got to realize, you know, like I just every day is a bonus, you know, and we just got to keep moving forward and just be the best you can every day, drop expectations and make options and the world will deliver, you know. So that's where I'm at right now and I'm grateful for it. I'm, I'm grateful to be sitting in this room back home and and knowing that you know, I've got different options with fighting, with movies, with stunts, with with family whatever it is, you've just got to just, just keep being better than yesterday.
0: That is so beautiful because that's what being a fighter is all about. That's Mm -hmm. why we got into it. And there, there's times in my life I went through some very dark periods Mm -hmm. on a personal level, but if it wasn't for the instillment of boxing Mm -hmm. and that discipline, I would have never got my ass off the canvas. I would have been knocked down and knocked out and completely finished. Mm-hmm. But I I imagined Evander Holyfield's face, Arturo Agati's face, great warriors and gladiators that I appreciated over the years. Now I'm gonna get really corny on this. Mm-hmm. And like I said, do it. Get do do follow their example. Yeah. You, yeah. know, like, you know,
1: like, it's, it's about a legacy. You're trying to create a legacy. exactly.
0: Right?
1: And it's your it, legacy.
0: Exactly. It's not, it's
1: not for nobody else to judge. It's not up to them. If they don't have anything nice to say, well, stick it because it doesn't matter. I couldn't care less what they think about you or me or whatever else. Like half of them have so many insecurities themselves and have never done shit. So, you know, you can do it. Yo, because... we
0: got to train together
1: mm-hmm. yeah. for
0: real, for real.
1: I'm actually out at the moment like Dewey's not my coach right now he's always going to be in my family Dewey's got other commitments with um these USC boys he's doing a lot of travel around the world and Mm -hmm. the last two three months I've spent out in Vegas and um I've been working with an amazing Mexican coach called Gil Martens he's down in um at mob boxing in uh Dean Martin Drive in Las Vegas oh nice he is an absolute monster of a coach got so many champions in that gym and the reason I picked him is to go back to the basic fundamentals the basics win a fight and I don't have no ego to go back and train with you know 60 70 kids every night because I know that's what I need right now and you've got to do what's right for you you know so I, I, I really those kids are all champions and again it's like it's give me that confidence now to know I'm back to fundamentals and back to basics to give myself that foundation to move forward and and get these bigger fights I need again. So it's the same for you as well, you know?
0: Oh, absolutely. The rudiments are everything. Like, for example, like I know a lot of people that are listening on audio, they can't see what what I'm going to do right now, but people on video can. It's all about rudiments. Uh, Luckily, I had someone Um, Lloyd Marshall, uh, from Newark, New Jersey, back in the day when I was training, showed me how to throw a jab properly. So what I'm going to explain right now to people that are listening and also video wise, you can see it is that the shoulder comes up over the chin, extends out, crosses over your nose. So what happens here, that even if you missed a jab, guess what your shoulder does? It defends against a counter right hand. Like, this guy showed me so many crazy, crazy, like, amazing things that were deflections. Everything was defense. And and I was an offensive guy. I'm very, like, you know, you know me enough at this point. I'm very uh, energetic. Mm -hmm. But they they were like, you got to, you got to like have some kind of defense. And I -hmm. had shit defense. My defense was terrible. And then, so like little things like that, like just bring in the shoulder over the chin, even with the right hand as well. Like it makes a difference because it it protects you from getting rocked, you know. Um, Speaking of boxing, I, I, I love this great conversation we're having Okay, what's the fight you're looking forward to? There's a couple of big ones coming up. We got Manny Pacquiao versus Earl Spence, mm-hmm. and we have Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Which one which one are you looking forward to?
1: You know what? I'm a big fan of Manny. I think he's great. Um I was actually trained at a fortune boxing gym there um for a while and uh Many's conditioning coach, Justin Fortune's from Australia as well. So um, I watch, I know I love Manny. He's just a people's person and I still think he'll go out there and get the job done. I love Earl. It's great to see him back as well after what he's been through. But I just, um, I've always got a bit of a soft spot for Manny and I think think he'll get the job done.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a good fight.
1: It's going to be a war. It's going to be great.
0: What what do you think about Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder? Three.
1: I just love Tyson. He's such a cool dude. Like you think of his story and his walk of life, where he's come from and what he's done. Um, He just does not give a shit. I love the way you see. (laughs) (laughs) I love the way you see his videos. You know, like uh, my sponsor, um, Rob from Speedy Car Loans, um, out in Las Vegas. There, he helped me get my first car in Vegas super cool dude him and him and Tyson are very close mates with uh Joseph Parker and they're always out and about doing their thing but man that guy is just something else like I love the way he just cruises around top ranking he's like boxes and doing his (laughs) doing his daily workouts like he could not care less he's just he just loves the sport and he loves the lifestyle of it and I just love his attitude and I um I love Wilder as well but I just um I don't know this Tyson's just such a cool dude I I just yeah I hope he gets up this time as well
0: You could be driving on the 95 out here guys in Las Vegas mm. and see Tyson Fury at Top Rank gym wearing some like I don't even like no <laughs> boxer shorts or something like
1: they're you know, bra- pajamas. Boxes, pajamas yeah. <laughs> he does not care. He just He'll just he be out there.
0: N- no Fs given at no. all. No about. Fs given at all. So yeah. uh, what, what I want to close with today is mm-hmm. stunts. We yes. talked about stunts a little bit. Yeah, It is not easy to do. We talked about friendly fire. Uh, jumping, I've had a mm. hard time with. like at high uh heights like what about you like what's your what is there anything that's kind of hard for you to do
1: you know what they're all hard like i guess the high falls definitely i've always never been a real big fan of rides or or heights but after years of fighting you know and all the things i've walked through with that it's just like of course you're out of your comfort zone but just suck it up do that shit you're like you know just get it done. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let, just, just have a, I can't do it attitude, you know, like you adapt and just sometimes in life, fuck, you just got to let go and just jump and find a way on the way down. And, and that's the way I apply myself with life. So um, grateful to have Alan out there from um Las Vegas stunt school. He's a super cool dude and always trying to stimulate the team out there by doing different things. And and helping us he was great on arena wars on set helping us adapt to different scenes and fight scenarios he's um he's got great different dynamics in his mind of how to put things together so um the fire burn was cool you know i did one of those in australia and um it's pretty crazy i know i'm not normal i'm crazy as hell you know but that's i guess that's why we like the stunts i just um it helps me be me i guess and and uh for anyone that lays on the ground and lets someone tip kerosene all over your ass and light you up, definitely got issues. But that's why we're fighters, I guess, and that's what we do that's why we do do what we do. Um, yeah. Stunts is cool, you know, like uh there's you're only you're only your own limitation. I I think, you know, if you wanna put limits on yourself and tell yourself you can't, well, I don't judge you for that, but it's certainly not the way I live. And um, I think stunts just is the perfect career path and and lifestyle for me because it keeps making you rise above your limits and, and stop, stop making you think you can't. You can't. Can't is not in my voc- vocabulary. Dude.
0: This is why, again, I mentioned I keep bookending it with this is that we're fighters. Like Mm -hmm. when when I started doing stunts, I, you know, I have done a lot of shit in my life. Like I've done boxing, Muay Thai, a lot of stuff, jujitsu, wish and rue. You know, I, I've done some stuff, street fighting, like (laughs) whatever. And, you know, um, but on stage as a musician, uh, a lot of things, But when when you start, like, throwing yourself out there Mm -hmm. and you have to, like, jump, like, 50 feet (laughs) from, like... It's crazy. It really is. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. Mm -hmm. And then... But but, but I like what it it, it presses you. Like, I had to do one that one time I had to have my back turned to where (laughs) I had to jump into... And do a backflip? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know how to flip. Anyone that <laughs> knows me knows I can't flip shit. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like I ain't flipping nothing. But you did, you know, it, right? I did it.
1: There you go. Yes, yeah, sir. So you did because you're a fighter, and that's what you did. You worked. That, it, that's
0: so. what we do. Like mm-hmm. that. Th- that's what was crazy for me. And it looked probably like shit. I think someone sent me a video of it. I probably have it. And maybe I'll post it to this video once I I post it on iHeart, Spotify, iTunes, <laughs> YouTube. I'm plugging. It's plug time because we're yeah. getting close to the end here. But uh what what what's the rest of your day like? What are you doing?
1: Man, I'm just sitting around, you know, waiting. I just uh I'm probably gonna do two more sessions. I've already done one this morning and and um wow using this time to clear not only my phone out of emails and photos and detoxing shit that you never use but also my mind and letting go of things that don't serve me anymore it's amazing when you get locked into a room oh yeah how much you're forced to face yourself and your thoughts and your feelings and I know when that door opens on the 12th and I'm free to go. I'll have a new direction and a new path to take. And I know exactly what I want and where I'm going. And I It's can't a very like to interesting concept.
0: Running. Very interesting concept, what you're talking about right now.
1: You know, you know self
0: cleansing. Yep.
1: I haven't watched TV for 10 years. You know, like I actually had to ring reception and my dad. My dad's my best mate. I love him to bitch, you know. And he always sends me videos. Watch this, watch that. And he sent me a, a cool one to watch, but I didn't even know how to turn the Netflix on. Or I'd ring a reception and say, oh, "Holy no, like, shit!" I don't watch it, you know. I like people watching. That's why I. You go down to the strip and run every night down in Vegas. I love to run the strip, and I go down at midnight. You know why? Why they sleep? I'm working. Regardless of what I've got a fight or whatever in life in general, you know, I like to be out. And people watching, I'm not judging, but I like to watch and just take in life and see what's around me, you know, because sometimes we forget to stop and take all that in and just be grateful for what's around us. So being stuck in here, it's like makes me grateful for even like things like arena wars, you know, like I've got my jumpsuit over there,
0: Yeah. <laughs> <suit. laughs>
1: It's got blood all over it and, you know, battle scars and tears from the movie. And I'm like, shit, this is life right now. You know, like, I got put in a, a van when I come here and a hazmat, the guys had hazmat suits on, the, the cops, and delivered me to my room. And I'm like, what the hell has this world come to? Like, I'm sitting here like a prisoner. I may as well put that shit back on and and just be...
0: Yeah,
1: you he were in jail. That. Yeah. I always wanted the, yeah, so here we are and that's life. We're just going to take it as it comes. And I had a bit of a feeling last night when I I was sitting here and I thought about that tattooing again. And I got this uh, on me about seven or eight years ago, four down seven times, stand up eight. And it made me really think about things. And I'm like, I'm eight and one with six knockouts right now. I've just come off my last loss, loss, but that loss was like ten wins in mentality and learning, and growing from a downfall, and now understanding that I fall down seven times, stand up eight. It's time to stand the fuck up and go and get what I want. You know, not just about boxing, but about life in general. Um, gratefully, a few weeks ago, my manager contacted me and said that Louis Davel had been in touch. And I, I had to owe you a big thank you and a shout out to you and Louie as well for for contacting me. Um, unfortunately, the fight didn't come through what he offered us. Um, but I really want to, you know, take that opportunity. I want to get back to Vegas in the next few months. And uh, probably, eventually, we yes. Can, we can connect with, with Lou out there and, and do some great things and get those oh. fights that I'm proud of. I want to finish my career in a high and when someone says to me, Oh, I saw you fired on the internet. I don't want to turn around and go, oh, fuck, which one? Like, you know, cause I'm not proud of them. I want to be proud and I want to finish what I started with my manager, Bill Nelson out in, um, in Vegas and my, my new coach Gil out there, um, and, and walk away with my career on a high. And that's what I've, I've come to terms with the last few days of being in here. And, when that door opens on the 12th, I'm ready to hit the ground running and, and go and hopefully make all this stuff happen. Not hopefully I will. And hopefully we'll see the Mahal brothers in um, October back out in Puerto Rico. With yeah. The, Puerto the, Rico the family and get that next movie done. And, and on the, on the high side, hopefully arena wars twos comes out and, uh, and uh, we continue something going on there
0: (laughs) you know I I had to fan myself off because I I love Lou DiBella and and I love you and I I love the fact that Lou definitely supports female boxing and he gets the job done yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. he he really does and the fact that I put you guys in you know uh connection together and that it's actually Mm -hmm. gonna you know transpire to something that that's that means the world to me. That's all I care yeah. about because you're, you're an amazing person. Like I said, you know, at, at the very inception, when, when I got on set, like, I, yeah, I'm hanging out with my boy, Eric Roberts. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, things going on. But I see you. You stuck out to me. I said, mm-hmm. okay, here's someone that has something. And then I watched you and I'm like, okay, I could tell she could fight. There's no doubt about it. Like a fighter knows a fighter, and I I noticed that with you. um, And you know, and this was your first film, right? Arena Wars.
1: It was, yeah. I've never acted before, ever. I would, you know, dance or anything. So, I guess you know what. I've got one rule in life. I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. It's just me.
0: So I am. I'm a Buddhist.
1: I believe you treat people how you want to be treated and you hope it comes back. And that's all you can do. Most of the time it doesn't. People are assholes, but that's, <laughs> you know, secretly. I think I went through a patch there after things. You just think, fuck, I hate people. I don't want to be around people, you know, but that's wrong. Cause I don't, I don't I've got love for everybody and I'll treat you. The way I want to be treated and and I'll you know if if you don't want to give that back that's cool but I know I can walk away and I've done my thing you know so um regardless of what level you are world class or you're you're emptying beans, I don't give a shit you're all we're all equal and 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 that's how I'll continue to treat everybody because it's just it's the only way to move forward and, and just be the best you can
0: right Absolutely. It's it's compassion. I'm a Buddhist, you know, like I won't be taken advantage of, but I always give everyone a great opportunity to come into my world. And, you know, and even if they're an asshole, like, you know, I'll I'll cut them off in terms of like being, you know, tight with them. But guess what? I wish them the best. I don't wish anyone any kind of, you know, unless you you mess With my wife, my Mm. stepdaughter, my dog, Mm. my sister, my mother, now we got problems. Now this is where the East Coast comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. This is where it's like, oh, man, now you're you're Mm. fucking done fucked up. All right, so you said you don't watch TV and movies much. What about music? What kind of music do you like?
1: I love music. I've always got some form of music going on in the background. I love any, anything cool. Um, I'm a, you know, Spotify, iTunes, I've always got some cool playlist happening. I just love mixing it up and, and getting a bit of everything. But I think cause I train so much, I'm a big fan of house and just DJ music, I guess. So I'll put the mixes on, but um very versatile bit of a pop slut sometimes you wouldn't think i look like the complete opposite but i'm big softy on the inside so (laughs) anything as we are
0: we're fighters but at the same time we're like teddy bears like i mean i
1: wouldn't hurt a fly i would not hurt the same as me i actually had this conversation with someone the other day they're like how do you be so nice and then get into the ring and like i know that people for a living and i'm like you know i look at i look at my opponent and it's like i would take the soul out of you i would just put you over there i'm not looking at you thinking i want to kill you because you're you you're just an object and you're in my fucking way so i'm going to remove you <laughs> 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 it's not about you it's not about you, John. It's not about your soul. You're just in my way. You're a roadblock and I'm going to get through it. And that's the mentality I have. It's not not. Oh, personal. God, I love this. Not personal. There's no emotion. It's just I'm here to get the job done and this is how it's going to be, you know. And yeah, that's it.
0: Well, that—that's what people have to understand. Like a lot of fighters, and I know a lot of fighters that are professional, mm-hmm. amateurs, whatever. My whole life, and they had a lot of people have a misconception. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of fighters are fun; they're funny mm-hmm. people. Yeah, they're they're definitely interesting people, but they're not violent by nature. They like they're really mm-hmm. not.
1: But like you situations. said, if if
0: you're in my way, you're gonna get out of here. You're gonna be dismissed.
1: Oh, yeah, and if you cross the line, it's a different story, you know. Like everybody yep. has that snap. And uh, I, I, for years actually, I was at home. one of my first coaches, he made me a private investigator in Australia. I oh wow! Was a PI for um, a little while back there, but I learned a lot about that job. It learned me to be very streetwise and how to disarm situations without force, you know, and Um, I never forget and this is probably a prime example one day a guy broke into my house in Australia and I was asleep I've still got a tooth mark on my hand today there's a big tooth mark there but um, the softest person I was only tiny I was was trialling for the Commonwealth Games at 118 Um, I'm 138 now so I was a stick basically this guy broke into my house and I heard the door open the light flicked on And speaking about a fighter with a kill or be kill mentality where you get that switch and the line is crossed, I had a terrible overwhelming feeling that I'm in deep shit and I'm going to have to, you either sink or you swim. You're going to fight or flight. You either sit in the corner and you're going to get in trouble or you fight for your life. This guy's coming to my room, jumped up on the bed within like super quick reaction felt like slow-mo jumped off the bed and just giving him the biggest overhand right john wells style in arena wars the same kind of overhand yeah yeah the superman Superman punch
0: punch. yep
1: and hit him i don't know if you can actually see it but it's like quite a my knuckles 67 fights are in a bit of trouble but till today that mark is still there um
0: how fucking creepy was that though like
1: Six foot four, this guy was. He had um, aggravated oh, assault, um, robbery, rape charges, the whole lot. Um, they ended up getting him. But thankfully, I had that background where it's a killer be killer mentality. And you know, I had bad intentions that night. That night, he broke into my house. It was either me get hurt or him. And you fuck him up. You are, you're going down. So. I suppose when the police turned up, they thought it was quite funny because when they got in, they're like, "Oh, you got you got now that like, you got dropped by some little girl like <laughs>
0: Jesus."
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Someone like, comes
0: to my house; they're getting fucked up, like yeah. they you know, like Bronx Tale. You, I don't know if you ever saw that movie, but I love that. When, I watched
1: that with my dad. Actually, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. So when Chaz <laughs> Paul Materi says to the bikers, "Now you can't leave." You know, like that. That's what's gonna happen. You come in, John Cinderella's house. You're getting fucked up. <laughs> like I got ninja swords.
1: That's why it's so important to have that training, you know. And I'm really big believer of young kids and youth and women having that training to know that if you are in a situation, yep, that you can mentally show up and look after yourself. Um, I've always been a fighter as a little kid, you know, like not through combat sports but I mean in heart you know I have a warrior heart and
0: yes you, when, do. you know
1: it's time to turn it on and you have to um, if it wasn't for that job and those experiences that I had in you know as a PI or different things like that after 10 years of fighting and and all the years that I've traveled all over the world I don't think I would have survived because that give me the streetwise sense to know to know your surroundings and your situations you know that are going on um and yeah I'm just grateful for it really am that
0: that's why I I love boxing uh it, it goes back to everything there's mm-hmm. times in my life where I've been knocked down but boxing got me back up off the mm-hmm. mat you yep. know uh there was times where I was going through some significant adversity or like gaining weight or whatever mm-hmm. and boxing brought me back and yeah. it just gave me so much fuel and so much confidence and so much just the ambition to like, just do things that are great. Like, and then when I started training fighters mm-hmm. that, that was like, you know, honestly, one of my favorite things that I've done, yeah. Is that when I was showing people how to throw, you know, seven punch combinations in five seconds? Yeah. And they actually execute it. And then I watched them spar. Mm-hmm. There was one time I had a fighter I trained, okay, that sparred and within seconds knocked someone out. Like, yeah. we're talking yeah. 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, so I got to go talk to him. I was mm. like, "Hey buddy, like make sure you don't do this on the street cuz you might murder mm. somebody." Yeah. Like you it was actually control. working. And I knew the kid was tough, though. Like I knew it like going in. I'm like I felt him when I was holding the gloves, you know, I felt I felt his his punching power, mm. you know. Uh what, what's your favorite thing to do with training boxing-wise?
1: Yeah, I love the mentality side of it. It's so amazing, like actually going into that now as a part of my uh, business, you you know, doing teaching boxing, but it's amazing, like eyes are the way to a person's soul, right? You can get a little kid or a person in front of you and it's actually an art form to look at them and know within a couple of punches, you can tell where they're at in their life, whether they're timid, whether they're ego, whether they're, you know whatever they're facing, you can see by the way they throw the punch. And that's why I love boxing, and that's why I think when I started coaching, I become a better boxer because you learn you learn the control, you learn what's on the other side of the punch, and you have respect of what you said before that people can actually get seriously hurt, you know like, oh yeah. but my number one thing to, to teach boxing, is to get a little kid in front of you that has been abused, they don't believe in themselves, they have no confidence, no self-belief, and you can spend an hour or two with them and see a turnaround in their eyes of a glimpse of hope. Yep. And see confidence comes up. And walk away and know you've given that kid a gift for life because they felt something. Boxing is an expression. Dewey Cooper says to me, express yourself. You know, there's so many subconscious feelings and thoughts that we face in our life as people and everyday things that you go through that you don't even know what you're feeling and why you feel anxious or why you're angry or why you're depressed. But if you pull on a pair of gloves and you feel movement and you express yourself through a flow it releases things that you can't even emotionally or verbally say but you can physically release it by movement that's the art form of boxing and that's why I love the shit out of it because I've I've got family I've got we all suffer from mental health. We all go through things in life where you feel like, shit, the last 12 months I've been through hell. And I don't admit it to anyone, but I do admit it. You have uh, depression, anxiety, like all those things. I don't class it as anything. I don't brand myself to be anything. But I faced that. I faced the worst demons of my life the last 12 months after that fight. But I got the hell up and I kept moving forward and I faced them. I'm not going to suppress it with alcohol or drugs or just sit around and numb it. You fight for it and you get up and pulling those gloves on every single day is the way I deal with it. And if I can teach somebody else that art form, that's a world title for me. And that's why I box.
0: My goodness. Like my wife will be the first one to say this. If I'm ever speechless, She'll be like, is everything okay with you? Because I'm a talker. <laughs> but wow. What you said right there, I mean, th- that's everything that boxing is. Yeah, That's everything that boxing is. It- it's, mm-hmm. it's a metaphor for life. I, I tell people mm-hmm. all the time, it- it- it's a fight. And yeah. you're right, putting those gloves on. You know, get wrapped up, your hands wrapped. You know, mm-hmm. putting the gloves on. And then put the gum shield in and then, Mm. you know, getting in there and and doing, you know, uh, a test of what what you got. Like, how good are you? Like, how good are you on this day? Um, How much do you have in your gas tank? Uh, You know, and I was actually training with one of my senseis. He's a martial arts guy and he knows like a lot of stuff and he's, amazing mm-hmm. just an amazing Adam McKinley like just an amazing amazing martial artist and I was showing him like boxing and what was great is that he adapted and learned it so fast And mm-hmm. the things yeah. I was showing him and yeah. that made me feel good about myself because I'm like that's so cool yeah. holy shit because mm-hmm. I'm like he, he's got it he's got yeah. the concepts and it, it, it's all about concepts it, it's all about practicing it's all about discipline yeah. uh, it's it's all about being positive positive. and like you said we can all lay down on our backs you know mm. shit sucked like i i went through depression just like everyone else has over the Everyone's past two years
1: example. yeah
0: but yeah it's gonna it's catch up to you
1: the way but, it is right now, like we're all look look at the world. Like, of course, we're all gone through some form of mental health. That you're a liar if you say you haven't, and own that shit.
0: Oh, you're lying! Yeah, if you say you haven't been depressed in the past two years, you're full of shit.
1: The first way to <laughs> deal with it is accept it, accept it, and acknowledge it, and move forward with it. You know, like yes, I just um yeah, I have you know like like you said before, I think boxing, especially. The bond between a fighter and a coach is like you're like a PlayStation, right? I'm the game. You're the controller. If you call a jab cross, I'm going to throw that shit within seconds. You know, I'm not going to call it a minute later. because It's too late. They're gone. It's all tactical. And that's like life. It's a lesson in life. You know, like you want to procrastinate and hesitate. Like, no, it's not tomorrow. Because tomorrow it might not be here. Sitting
0: that's correct. And
1: being indecisive. And, and that's when things mess up. Just get it done. Make it happen.
0: Yeah, they you can't be possible. indecisive in, in, a, in a boxing yeah. competition. Like, whenever I train someone or I was working a corner, um, and, and to this day, like, I, I'm still thinking about considering. Like, I told you I'm going to definitely take a fight. That's going to happen. But if I ever work for anyone... If I see any indecisiveness in a combat Mm -hmm. sport, I'm going to say you're out of here. Like, you go go up Mm -hmm. to them, you say, all right, this is what's going on. This is what I need you to do. Mm -hmm. If you don't show me this within the next 30 to 40 seconds, I'm pulling the plug. Mm Because it's a dangerous sport.
1: It's fucking dangerous. That's right.
0: That's absolutely dangerous. Like, you know, so... The thing is, like for me, that that that's exactly where I'd be at. Um, and I'd want that for myself as well, mm-hmm. even though I'd say, No, I'm good. But I inside internally, like I know I'm getting fucked up, like someone's mm-hmm. beating their shit out of me. Like, because if anyone says, Hey, you gotta show me something, what does that usually mean? Yeah you're not, yeah you're you're not winning you're not doing no. good <laughs>
1: yeah for sure fight night do we again my coach Dewey always says fight night is a celebration for your hard work and dedication you know if you've done the hard work you've done the sparring you've done the road work you've eaten clean you've gone to bed and you haven't been out partying all night you've done the sparring rounds you get in that ring you have no doubts it's too late You didn't have time to learn. You should have it all embedded in you and no doubts because when you do doubt yourself and you question yourself if you've done the work, that's when you lose. You've already lost. You've lost before that weigh-in because you know you didn't do it. You know, prime example, Conor McGregor, two fights before, not this one. He's led, man. That was crazy. But the one before, and it really hit my heart because he got out of the ring and he said, he owned it like a boss. No excuses, just inactive. I haven't been active. I haven't had enough fights, you know. And I related to that. And I'm like, shit, this happens to even the best of, best of champions in the world. You can be the greatest of all time.
0: Oh, absolutely. If
1: you're, if you're not active in life and you're not doing repetition and you're doing that at the level you need to be, what else do you expect? The work is not done. You haven't put the time in. So, hearing Connor say that that night helped me let go of that loss and move forward and go. Cool. Now I know what I do need to do and do need to work on.
0: So you should let go of that loss, uh, and mm-hmm. and that's absolutely correct. And it happens in all forms of life. Like mm-hmm. my my drum hero Neil Peart. The reason why I got into music, Neil Peart of Rush you know uh unfortunately he had he had went through some devastating things in his life uh that put him on hiatus for many years before he got back into rush mm-hmm. and to be honest, like his drumming when he came back wasn't as great, nearly even close yeah. to what it used to have been but he he got back on track mm-hmm. because he fought, he mm-hmm. tried, he he kept going. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I had a bad record or this and that. And I had a bad thing and all this. And he went through a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. But he he went through it and he it, and he made it work mm-hmm. eventually. Like, and I was disappointed as a fan. I'm like, ah oh, man, this ain't the same guy. Like, what's mm-hmm. going on? And then I have to question myself, like, is it because of what I know about him and as a huge fan? And I'm like, you know what? No, it's probably just because he's coming back from some serious shit and Mm -hmm. it takes time. It takes time to develop. It takes, you know, um, a lot, especially if you're training Mm -hmm. for a fight or a tour as a musician or whatever, like, uh, nutrition is is a big thing too
1: everything yeah, it is yeah
0: absolutely, absolutely. what what what's what, what's your diet like if you don't mind me asking
1: you know i'm basically carnival i don't know if you've, uh george saint-pierre he's uh of course did a, of a, course a diet yeah and he did put it on the internet what he was doing so it's just um grain fed lean meats um good fats like avocado eggs um, that's basically what I have I eat and it works best for me I don't function well on carbs um, the good fats and the, the proteins work really well for me and lots of water, I've, coffee's my second blood type, I love black <laughs> coffee <laughs> I live on it um, I've actually got a bag, I'm going to get it right now because you'll have a laugh at this thing go
0: ahead, go for it okay, let's see it, I, I love this a
1: bag here so, okay,
0: let's see what we got. I,
1: when I first arrived to the room, I got a phone call off the head chef Boris. I'm at the Sopatel Wentworth in Sydney. They're amazing here, by the way. And they rang me and they're like, Oh, hi, um, what do you want? And I just said, Listen, let me give you a list, not what to bring. Just do not bring this. So they've wrote it on the bag, what I asked for. No carbs, no sugar, no juice. <laughs> <laughs> heavy cream for the coffee lean meat so chicken fish turkey eggs avocado but lots of protein I said do not bring me anything that's tasty because I'll eat it I don't want it
0: <laughs> See this is the kind of street cred though that you get when you fight
1: and it's not you can't just do it part-time you know I've only get a look at a piece of chocolate and I put weight on so it's like... It's the lifestyle. I choose to eat this one. Oh the time.
0: yeah, dude, it's, it's crazy. All right, so, so let me let me see what the chicken looks like over there. Let's see what we got.
1: Today's menu: we've got breast chicken. There you go. Nice. With a looks, nice good. Uh, looks good. Looks good. A bit of a salad going on there, and uh, they've given me some nuts. Just some nuts there, but an avocado, lots of water, coffee. I'm good for a few hours.
0: That sounds so, good. You're making me hungry now. I'm gonna go eat.
1: And, uh, and uh, they're amazing. Like they gave me a special delivery last night of um fresh coconut water. So that was dropped off by the chef Boris. He's a super cool dude. They they come to check out my belt yesterday. They obviously can't come in the room or come near us because of COVID. But yeah, yeah. Um, they're great people. You know, they're super cool. They gave me a beautiful fruit salad yesterday. And grateful they're um they're looking after me and making sure I'm not putting too much weight on for my next fight. So <laughs> things are good in here.
0: So what what was that delivery like? Did you just drop it off? Yeah, like so no, basically
1: no they, contact? Drop it off, they drop it off at the door and they knock. I don't know if you heard the knock before. I did, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like jail. They just knock and run. And you're not allowed to open the door without the mask on. Don't tell anybody because so I just did. But, um, yeah, if you step outside, there's a fine, you know. Australia right now is super strict. Um, I guess trying to protect our people out here and we've got to just yeah. stick to the rules and no use complaining, take a positive and um, make myself at home. I've got my room set up here and, and, uh,
0: and you got a nice dinner and we had a great conversation. You are amazing. Like I said, yeah, yeah I got to bring it back. Like wh- when I saw you, There there was something about you that really popped off where I knew, like, A, you were super talented and, you know, super nice. When I started talking to you, I'm like, okay, this is someone that's going to be a friend. Like, this interview was amazing, but I want you to know that this is a conversation between friends that, yeah, I mean, my wife loves you. Like
1: she's oh, a sweetheart. We had a great time the night at the um
0: the uh, the party, yeah.
1: The party was super cool, the Mahal party, and I'm just blessed to meet you all, you know. And
0: oh honestly, yeah,
1: like I've told, I haven't had the opportunity to tell Michael, but that movie and that four weeks that I spent with my new family out there with the yes. Mahal family was um definitely a life changing highlight of my life
0: um oh you're gonna blow up the, from this yeah just
1: because of the transition it took me from being i wouldn't say rock bottom but i was facing a lot of demons that i was going through at the time we kept getting fights canceled and i was at the thing where i'm thinking shit i'm just done i'm just gonna go home and do something different you know like that that month of my life lit my heart again and it gave me a new direction to walk a new path to take not only with the movies, but now I've got a whole new group of friends and family now in Vegas that, that, um, I know we'll all be mates for life. And I just am super excited to get back there and continue on with, um, hopefully the new movie out in Puerto Rico and, and have another month all together and the time of our lives again out there.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, and I can't wait to work with you at at some point. I know it's going to happen. It's inevitable. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, like, uh, real recognizes real. I say it to everyone that I, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy their company with. And, uh, you know, like I was saying before, like, uh, I was telling my wife when I had met you, I'm like, oh, man. You know, to tell a woman that you're with about another woman and to have mm-hmm. her be okay with it, that, yeah. that's something special. I was like, mm-hmm. you you have no idea. I met this woman today. She's amazing. She can fight. She's acting and I can't wait to, you know, see her again and and, and she didn't question it. Oh, which that's super which, sweet. which Yeah. I was a brother great. for life
1: there. Brother for another mother. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. But I was right, like and I was like, dude, you have person. no idea like she's so mm-hmm. cool and you know you 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 did your job and and uh Everyone really did. Um
1: yeah, it was Arena
0: Wars year. is gonna blow up. That thing's I've gonna be explosive.
1: The, here's the poster right here. I've I should get to sign this. I've yep. got the poster, Arena Wars. It's got all the autographs of um the main actors on there. I'm missing a few, so hopefully I can take that one to to um Puerto Rico or somewhere when I come back and, and get a few more on there, but and that's going to be it's going to be such a great great movie when it comes out and and memories forever. So I I just can't wait to see it on the big screen soon. Hopefully,
0: it it was so it was so cool to watch, and, and you know obviously we're not going to talk. I'm not going to say anything about it, but uh, fight sequences. Um, you mentioned Alan, who does Alan's the fight course, choreography. Yeah. Awesome!
1: Yeah, super cool. It's great to learn, you know, and put things together. One thing I must say, it was hard to pull back once you get in your flow. And I got, like, you've beaten up those monsters and stuff. I'm like, it's so hard. To I witnessed yourself. it. I saw it. you <laughs> like, I'm going to kill you now.
0: <laughs> What's funny is I'm watching it, and from a certain angle, I'm like, damn, you went in. Like, you you just smacked this dude. Yeah. But you just barely miss.
1: Yeah, and it's precision again. It's like placement of a fight, you know, like you've got a tiny little pad. This pad's quite big, but every day we're at training. This is not here for looks, even though these are a great brand, but it's like that is your target. I look at you, and I don't look at you as a person. Like I said before, you're a soulless object in my way. And you have red dots all over you. You're a dartboard. You're a target. You've got 20 dots all over you and I'm going to get you. And that's the way I look at it, you know. So even in the movie, it's like it was such a cool thing to transition combat and boxing over to movies where you can get your placement and precision on whoever is in front of you. And let them know that they can trust me because I'm in control of my distance and my timing and my balance to make sure that I'm not going to knock their ass out, even though I want to sometimes. (laughs) You
0: you know what's crazy that you say that is I had such a hard time transitioning in action scenes I was doing for film Mm -hmm. to go, because I'm a boxer. It's so they're like, you're going too fast. Like, I was doing, like, my jabs, my writing. They're like, you got to sell it. You got to, like, be more, like, dramatic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, all right. So th- that's hard. Like, a lot of people have to understand that, too. When you watch these films and you see the actors and you see everyone doing great things with stunts, mm-hmm. you know, and it seems quick. Like, it's very so theatrical. Sure. It's
1: actually quite difficult because even when you're preparing for a fight, which I was still training two, two times a day and running at nighttime, even when I was on set, I got yelled at a couple of times with my coach because with boxing, everything's here. You're short, you're sharp, and mm-hmm. you're in, but with stunts, you're like throwing big haymakers and wild chits. Exactly. And sell. So it is the complete opposite. And exactly.
0: So exactly like what I was talking about before with the shoulder thing Mm -hmm. and being tight and compact and everything like that. Like they want everything, you know, uh, for listeners that are not seeing video, it's like they want everything very wide. And it's Mm -hmm. hard. And then you start rolling and then you throw like a right hand or a left hand and you just do it the way you've done it your whole life. Yeah. And it's like – it's so weird because you would think, like, acting, the hardest part, you know, uh, would would not be throwing punches. Like, that would be easy. Yes. But it, it was like, the, the other thing was, like, learning lines was way easier. I'm like, I'd rather just talk at this point than do fight scenes because. Yeah, see, that's funny because you for you to
1: say that, it's for me. I don't read. I don't like reading. I'm, I read well, but I'm not a fan of it. I cannot sit and just look at a book. It's just not my thing, you know, like audio books. Cool. But I got on set and I'm like, I don't want to read it. I'm just going to read it in the moment because I seem to show up better. If I don't practice and practice and practice the line, I want to do it. I work well under pressure. Here's my line, nail it and be in character with it. So it's definitely a learning curve and it's such a different transition to go into, to, adapt the way you can but for for me like I said before we don't show affection no emotion and you're not emotional so it's very hard to show that sign on your face and of expression like I remember I did a stunt with, with one of the scenes and I said to the guy actually hit me like hit me and um I couldn't react because I couldn't feel it. As a fighter, we react. So if you hit me here, I'm going to give you three back. Or here, it's another three, you know. So when he hit me, I could actually make the noise and go with the sound of, of the reaction of being hit. He um, goes, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, but this time do it harder. Like, I want to feel it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess it's a good thing for them because at least they can hit us, but.
0: I well, I mean, the it, good but... thing is that you're tough. You could take it. Uh, you ever thought about doing, like, WWE?
1: Funny you say that because uh, a good friend of mine over in um, New York, he was in it, and they've actually got a um, a tryout in Vegas coming up. And my name's being put forward for it. So we'll see what comes up.
0: That That would be yeah. – Amazing, and I, I I get I get your drift for sure about what you're saying there. Uh, but I I think you'd be wonderful at it. Like I said, you know, and we'll close it out with this. Like I knew right away when I saw your charisma, and I saw the way you handle yourself, and I see your responsibility on set, and you know, the fact of the matter is. Again, I knew that you were a boxer. I came up to you. I I think that's the first thing I said to you. I'm like, you box?
1: You did. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had like, some fun out the back. To remember, we're doing some pads together. It was so cool. <laughs> I was so like,
0: awkward. you box? Like, because I saw a scene <laughs> you were doing. I'm not going to leak the scene, but <laughs> I saw you throw something. I'm like, she's a fucking boxer.
1: <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you never just because the
0: way you threw the punch,
1: mm. and then you're like, Yeah, that.
0: And then I did my research. I'm like, Okay, I'm like, Okay, <laughs> so hopefully, you, you get some great fights soon. Thank I you. I mean, this Thank was so a much. great conversation, it'll be mm-hmm. uh, posted everywhere within the next hour. Um, so cool. yeah. Thanks I'll send you time. the links, of course. So oh, what a great time! Like you, so you're an
1: absolute pleasure to speak to you and meet you. Also, I'm I'm just looking forward to getting back there to Vegas and hanging out with you and your wife some more. We'll do some training and get you ready oh, to that I fight. I can't
0: wait to train. To Hell yeah! Oh yes, I can't I can't wait to train. Like uh, get me fired up right now. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> honestly, <laughs> do do you have a, a training? Montage that you put on because I, I do. I'll tell you mine in a moment. But yeah,
1: tell me what do you got?
0: Okay, Rocky four soundtrack cliche. Okay.
1: Yep.
0: This I'm wearing a Transformers T-shirt.
1: I like it. Very cool.
0: Okay, so there. It's really the cool. the <laughs> original '86 Transformers the movie. I messed with that one. Both of which was composed by Vince DiCole. Mm-hmm. You know who was a great composer, so I yeah. happen to like his music. Obviously, um, then then this one might throw you off.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Pat Benatar. Okay. <laughs> I love me some Pat Benatar.
1: Super cool, very cool,
0: dude. A- she gets me fired up.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it's so a- I I go with her
1: there's some pretty cool walkout songs you know what my coach dewey cooper i always sort of left my walkout songs for him because he's such a cool dude he's right into rap and got his own thing going on but always had the bit of swagger walking out with them behind me you know so i was never sort of how can you not this guy's cool as hell you know my whole team so i i um often would leave the walkout songs to them and how we would feel in the moment but love a bit of Kanye West or, um, Eminem. To, oh yeah. I am. Um, yeah. Uh, I think what's it called? Lost. Lost it, is it? Um, Eminem. um, yeah, but I just, I love any, I love any kind of music, but I'm not too sure about the next one. I might have to have a discussion with you about that one and, and see where we're at. We might think of something cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, Eminem, uh, definitely one of my favorites of all time. He'll get you fired up.
1: My last one, I think I had, um, Kanye West, uh, what's it called? Skin, skinhead. Um, I'm terrible with names and movies. I'm really
0: sad. Dude, um, I'm the worst.
1: I just, um, yeah, I'll have to have a good think about that one and let you know what's up for the next fight for sure.
0: Absolutely. Like for me, my my uh, ring walkout song will be Pat Benatar "Invincible." Mm-hmm.
1: They go, oh they yeah. yeah,
0: hell yeah! You gotta come out to that, man. Like, I mean, it, it's like, it, and that's what I used to do as an amateur. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I'm a big like you know metal guy, and it's a Tool and Rush, and like I was saying before, bands of that nature. But there's yeah. something about that invincible song that just it, it Life's my Life fuel. Up. Yeah, yeah, it gets me going, man. You mm-hmm. know, but uh, you know, you were awesome today. You're always awesome.
1: No, back at you. It's it's great, and thanks for filling in a, a bit of time for me to get the hell out of here. Anyway, no doubt I might face time you during the week and continue our conversation. Hey, you time, you but-
0: yeah, you could hit me up anytime. You know, if you're bored and quarantined and That'll be cool. I'm I'm doing the same shit. You know, I'm I'm not doing anything much but doing shows and mm. <laughs> recording some music and whatnot. But
1: yeah, yeah anytime you want to hit me up. For sure. It's uh it's been great chatting to you and uh doing a bit of training together and keep moving forward with the uh the stunt school and, and see what's up.
0: This is this is a jersey in me. Before mm-hmm. I let you go, we always ask another question okay I like what, it. what, really what right. was the hardest stunt you ever had to perform at the stunt academy because i've been there and there's some shit i had to do that was really hard
1: um well i'd probably say you know what i'm not a fan of like roles and stuff but i just not that they're hard but i think because i'm in fight zone I'm always worried that I'm going to hurt myself. And when you have that hesitation of thinking, fuck, I shouldn't do this because I might <laughs> break my arm or end up in a neck brace or some shit. I'm like, my, all I can hear is my coach saying, don't do it. Don't do it. You know? So it's the simplest stuff. Like I can light my on fire, do fire burns and high falls and drift racing and drift cars and all that crazy stuff. But to do like a little handstand or a, a goddamn like, Role, I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> if you break your hand, you're screwed. You know. So, I'm being honest, and I'm admitting that I'm not a fan of the rolls.
0: I, I can't do any <laughs> of of that aerobic shit, like handstands. <laughs> like, I'm, I've tried, and it's it's a complete failure. Me it's too. terrible. Like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> with like, you. I,
1: I think the day we did it, I actually. I think I chickened out. I told Alan, "No, I'm just going to stand here because I don't want to injure, my- <laughs> injure myself." But I pulled the pin. I didn't do it. But oh, the high I I definitely I hard.
0: totally injured myself one time doing it. I tried, <laughs> but the way we're you know we're fighters, but I'm like my agility, I I just you know I and the thing about Alan, I got to say this: we got to give him props. Mm. Is that he he's still very agile.
1: He does everything. There's nothing he'll ask us to do that he doesn't do himself.
0: Exactly. I mean,
1: I have respect perfectly for that. put. Very, very cool dude. Like he was doing those, how high was that high fall at um, the graffiti house last week? Yeah. I think it you was know, 15 meters or something. I, I don't know. That don't that
0: shit that was, was crazy. crazy. And and I mm-hmm. tell you what, it's it's perfectly put what you said right there is that, you know, He'll he'll say this and do and be like, oh, we gotta do that and whatever. But then yeah. he'll do it himself.
1: Yeah, he's got no fear at all.
0: He'll he's show you experience. like this is real. And I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, like okay. And then it yeah. makes you wanna do it. Yeah. But Except but he's very see, he's very safety first. He's very safety first as well.
1: Absolutely. They've got a great school going on there, and we've got a good group of people around us, but it is hard when you see a five year old kid next to you jumping off and doing a goddamn backflip, and then you're like, oh, I can't do it. <laughs>
0: hey, I, I had like a 10 year old throw me across the room oh, last yeah. time I was there. That's oh,
1: really? Was that Lance's kid? Um, Lance's little boy, maybe?
0: No, no, it was a girl. I forget her name because mm-hmm. I've been meeting so many people, but uh, I could send you the video. Mm. She she sent me to hell. And, like, <laughs> it's, like, people are like, are, are you just selling, like, the move? I'm like, no. Mm. Because you got to throw. Like, you got to get thrown. Like, the person has to have physicality mm. and maneuver it with the hip position. It depends on the maneuver. It depends on the stunt. Yeah. But th- th- this kid had no resolve, like, mm. no remorse. And sent me to hell. Like just like <laughs> took me and threw me like I was nothing.
1: Relentless. <laughs> <laughs> like you're a ragdoll. Just throw you. <laughs> exactly.
0: That's what I was looking for. I it's love like a it. ragdoll. But it it's fun. We like you for some kind of crazy reason, you know? Like
1: so awesome. So good. So much fun. You walk out of there high, high on life. It's such a great experience every week.
0: Especially mm-hmm. when you see like a younger generation. Cause you know that they have like the world in front of them.
1: You know what? You, it's so funny yeah. to say that. Cause that's exactly why I went to Gill's gym the last few months, not only for my mindset and, and mentality, but to be surrounded by those champions and see the youth coming through is really inspiring. And it's very humbling to see what's coming. It makes you want to be better. So you can be an example for them too. So
0: I, I I love it when, when, when I see like uh you know kids nowadays young up and coming boxers mm. you know and and I'm not even talking about pros I'm talking about amateurs and like hanging Those out at local so gyms it, mm. yeah they' they're they're really getting it it's like it's so inspiring or like mm. you know musicians and like you know people putting together good things. At a young age, it's like, okay, we're getting back on track. Mm. Because yeah. we fell off the rails for a while, I think, You're as right. a society. We fell off the rails. So true. But, yes. But but mm. now I think that we're starting to get back on. and yes, It's a good sign. It's a great sign. And when you see mm. things like that, it's like, damn, thank mm. you. Yeah, you know, I mean... Time exactly it's about time and I tell you what you kicked so much ass today as you always do oh, and I'm so you. appreciative of of you it's this amazing conversation it's
1: been awesome it really has I look forward to uh getting that next fight happening and um hopefully join you again sometime when we got that victory back on the uh on the board and celebrate together in vegas it'll be great
0: I watch you in my corner for that fight if you don't mind.
1: There you go. With pleasure. I'll be your water. Please. I'm good. I got Please. You. I'll even wear my jumpsuit for you, my prison suit. How's
0: Hell it, yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. Now now, you're getting me really fired up.
1: Well, like, I'd you be, uh... had me
0: fired up, like fired up. Like, I was at, like, a 9-5. A now you got me, like, through. That I don't really even know the number I can put up.
1: I'm just going to go out there and just, just tear ass. <laughs> But Hell, yeah. There might, a, there might be a cool walkout song out of the new arena Wars film sound clip or something. There might be some cool music we can put on for your walkout theme. who knows
0: <laughs> that That would be amazing. and and uh yeah. you're amazing, and I appreciate you so much. and uh, you know, could we let our listeners know where we can follow you and and get you on Twitter or Facebook or awesome. Instagram? Yeah. yeah,
1: Instagram's my main one. So it's just Kylie underscore Fuma. Um, I've just opened a TikTok. There's not much happening on there. But uh, mostly my Instagram's just got all um stunts and travel and, and uh, all my boxing stuff on there the last 10 years. But Facebook is cool, but Instagram's the one.
0: That's what's up. I thank you so much. This was awesome. And I can't I'll wait to catch up friend. with you soon. Yeah. Please enjoy your time, and I, I know you're gonna go get a workout in, which is great.
1: Yeah. Number is coming up; it'll be good. Number two, you sweating. probably do three <laughs> or four. <laughs> number two, and number three tonight, just to keep myself sane in here or half sane. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm anywhere near sane, but you know, we'll um, we'll just keep it moving. And I look forward to getting home and giving my mum and dad a big hug when I see them. I haven't caught up with them since Christmas, so. It's gonna be great. Oh,
0: uh, I can't wait till you do that. Please share that mm. with me when you can, okay? Because I, I really yeah, care about that yeah. sort of thing. Of that course, like either. I want you yeah. to see you with your family and connecting and socializing. So, yeah, like like it? I said, yeah. like please don't hesitate. Call me anytime if you're having trouble, you know, yeah, because like you're sitting yeah. alone for like a day or whatever you know
1: it, imaginary friends in here you know how it is it's you weird. yeah
0: you can call me i'll give you my wife's number she loves you she's so a legend.
1: give her a big hug for me oh I
0: dude she her. she's absolutely she's like when she met you she was like she's everything you said that yeah, she was so, so and i'm cool. like yep i'm oh, like we- I, could, could dude i'm like I told you earlier. Well, as soon as I met you, I knew it. Same thing yeah, with like John Wells. Was. When oh, I met I him, I was like, else. "He's a special one." I was like, "Did this this dude is special?" Exactly. Yeah.
1: And it's great like dad, you just know. You, know. you see his posts with his kids. That guy's got so much time.
0: Oh, he's with. family man. Yeah, so, yeah. No, it's good to see. That's for sure. big big phone. time. Yeah. So shout out to him. Shout out to everyone. Arena Wars. Yep,
1: Arena Wars, all the crew will be uh, looking forward to seeing you all soon and reconnecting hopefully and uh, everybody out there keep kicking ass and keep blazing and get through all this crazy COVID stuff. Stay safe and um, look forward to seeing you all soon.